I think the ability to create emotion, to like evoke emotion out of you and feeling or feeling that you're there uh, or imagine that you're there or take you to another place. Like, I think that's really what can, good art can do. This is the second and final part of my conversation with photographer Jesse Tate. If you haven't heard the first part, please listen to last week's episode before continuing, as this conversation continues on where last week's left off. Thank you very much. As well as being an incredible photographer, Jesse also runs Duskville Magazine, which is a well-renowned platform and Instagram page that celebrates and shares atmospheric imagery. I had an amazing time talking to Jesse, and I really hope you enjoy this conversation too because it's the yeah. same thing it becomes predictable like how yeah. do you create a visual style that is consistent but not predictable yeah for me part of that is is the subject matter uh, is yeah. like like you said i went from um a lot of and again this is from what i saw on instagram that i was inspired by was people shooting gas stations and houses and bars and i i liked it and so i you know that's i think that's a lot that's how you learn you go out and you see if you can duplicate that and then add your own flair to it but then i i started to get i started to feel like it got too repetitive and i felt like i was relying too much on just that like the gas station to be interesting enough and i wanted to um kind of push myself to see if i could create the interest myself um from from space um, and just push myself to like through like color and shading and dodging and burning. And um, could I like, can I create that same interest and intrigue as something that's going on as from something that's not necessarily going on, if that, if that makes sense. And so uh, once I caught myself doing too many houses and gas stations, I, I consciously is like, I got to stop doing this for a while. I'm, I'll, yeah. I'll probably certainly come back to it. But uh, I, I want to make sure that I am not putting out the same picture over and over again. That's definitely important. Um, and I like to stay atmospheric and moody and, and keep that cohesion. And like I said, if I do get into, you know, say, black and white or portraits, I would probably put a separate page for that style um, just to keep a cohesion of... Um, of that work uh, just to kind of separate them but then again you wouldn't necessarily have to do that because i think we always forget and I, this is a conversation i had again with someone the other day i have too many conversations to keep track but um yeah. we you know we work in phases we forget like our, our, our work is phases you know yeah the things we're inspired by now are not the things we're going to be inspired by in three months time let alone a year's time so you know oh. if you want to create a series of black and white portraits that seems to be very kind of distant from the way you create now, like that's a great thing because that's your progress as a photographer. You're not always going to create the same kind of type of work in every aspect of your life because you're in different phases of your life. The way you feel about the world now is not how you're going to feel about the world in, in, well, even tomorrow. You know, the kind of, the images you see whilst walking down the street or driving down the street are not going to be the same as you see yesterday. So, or you saw yesterday. So it's kind of like, I think we, we often forget that Yes, we all want to kind of, whether you're in any kind of creative arts, I think we all kind of want a style and we all want cohesion. 
But I think we forget that we can also change just as much as our opinions and our minds change and we change as people. Like, why not try and just create something crazy experimental that even you didn't think you'd create? Because like, end of the day, particularly now at this point in your career where, you know, the eyes on your work are great, but they're not decisive. They're not dictating what you need to create. You know, you're Mm -hmm. not at that point yet where people are telling you or kind of almost expecting something from you in terms of like, oh, it has to be this. Like yeah. Henry film is always gets mentioned in every single one of my interviews with photographers because he is yeah. almost a god in terms of photography. But I know. I think look at Henry film. If he was doing something completely different tomorrow, I don't know if that's going to go down well with people. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of crazy because like you don't want to trap yourself in your own style or your own kind of subject matter, but you want to be free and loose because that's the whole point of creativity. But at the same yeah. time, you also want to yeah to be consistent it's a very 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 slippery road for any creative yeah. to kind of fall down i um, hear you because i mean if you go to my the beginning of my um feed to mm-hmm. now i mean it is night and literally night and day difference um, oh i'm very well i certainly did that that's why i always start at the bottom it's, it's, yeah. it's the best place to start yeah i know I, I i really do i like to do that too with artists that uh i appreciate and see where they started and you yeah. can you can see like the maturation uh of their work through like you can see this point like they hit this level where you're like oh they they like something clicked here in 2021 in december on you know like yeah. you can you can almost see the mo- the frame where they got their distinct style um yeah. on, on many occasions some people i think were already really good and then they joined Instagram and then started out and they're already a great photographer. They just started with great work. But a lot of, I think my story, even though it's, I didn't come, you know, uh, is maybe different that I was a teacher then went to film and then just picked up a camera. I think a lot of people picked up a camera over the last two years. Um, a lot of people I've talked to did. And, um, so, so I think that's, uh, I think that's pretty normal. I think a lot of people tried it put things into perspective for a lot of people. And I think people took some chances and tried to follow, um, follow their bliss or, you know, like realizing that, wow, uh, you know, what am I doing? It, get, it gave us time to reflect on what's yeah. important to us. And, uh, and I found that it seems like a lot of people that I've talked to uh, did pick up a camera or re-pick up the camera during this time. Yeah, absolutely. One of the few people I spoke to that actually did that, whose whose whole kind of career started off in the pandemic, was actually Loud Packs, i.e. Trent Lauder, um, who is an incredible photographer. And his his, his the the uh, portraits and musicians that he's creating nowadays are just so good. That they're, they're so interesting, and he's he's very highly respected from a lot of people I've spoken to. It's kind of interesting how how people know people and the photography community is honestly one of the nicest I've ever been involved in. It truly oh, wow. is. Everyone only has niceness to say about each other. I've, I've have not encountered so far. I have not encountered anything like kind of derogatory or negative. Like everyone's been so positive and so kind of like praising other people and kind of sending other people my way or, or saying, you know, yeah. oh, this person's great. For instance, Nico, when we had our conversation, obviously you were mentioned, um and it's kind of like stuff like that is great and you know i don't know it's it's the photographer community is honestly one of the best communities i've ever been a part of and it's it's so nice to see 
Um, mm-hmm. It truly is. And I think the whole fan, you're right. I think the pandemic kind of helped people in a way to kind of give them the time to do the work. I think if there's one thing the pandemic gave people the time, the time that mm-hmm. they, didn't, they didn't originally have. And, and yes, it didn't help everybody and it didn't work out well for everybody. Obviously, I don't want to sound like I'm being like, oh, it was great because it, it wasn't a great time. And here in the UK, it's kind of almost officially over. Like there's yeah. no restrictions anymore. And um, it's kind of, it's all, for to me personally, it feels like it's now just being kind of like, it's just like a, a non-issue, um, oh. which is quite concerning in many ways, if it I'm being is. very honest, because I, you know, it's never yeah. really over, you know? No, it's not. And, and I just, knowing where I live in the United States and knowing that, I mean, this is a different discussion altogether, yeah. but we're such a large country with such diverse political and social leanings that that i just knew that this i just knew this was going to be a thing for a long time i just knew it and um it's unfortunate that it's like we're still we have this like little one month break where it seemed to get better but it's just i don't know uh i'm envious of other countries that handled it uh, differently and the people kind of were all on board um, with for the greater good um, yeah. and the United States is a whole different animal yeah. um, for better or for worse um, you know I'm here so I have to make the most of it yeah. but um, that is that is I find that unfortunate though that that that's still an issue but uh, but like you said uh, it, it's been tough but I would, I, I like, I honestly don't think I would have found photography, which I really believe is my true passion. And I've, I've dabbled in lots of, in lots of different art forms, but none where I've enjoyed the process. I was always obsessed with getting the products and ru- like the, um, it was like a means to an end. And photography is the first thing where I actually enjoy the process as much as the product. And to me, that told me something that this, this is right. You know, this is what I need to pursue. Yeah. Because like music, like I, I didn't spend the time <clears throat> practicing my scales. I would write songs. I would write songs so I could show them to my band so we could record them. So then I would have a product, you know, if that yeah. makes sense or to play a show. Yeah. It's like try, taking the time to learn what you're doing, not just doing what you're doing, because I think yeah. they're two very different things. And and uh, again, it comes back to a point you raised earlier about, you know, when you see people and you kind of compare yourself to people, you don't know mm-hmm. what knowledge they've gained and what they've and how much time they've actually taken to learn. Um, so that's always something interesting to consider. And yeah. um, I just want to quickly ask you two questions, well, no, a question and also um, double back on something that we spoke about. So um, do you know the photographer abstract numbers? I don't know. You don't. Oh my goodness, I need to send you her work. Her work yeah. is, oh wait, and visual memories as well. Give me one second. I was literally thinking of the amount of people I'm going to send you is going to be a little bit insane. No, um, that's but, okay. But nothing more than, I mean, I'm pretty sure if you've spoken to Nico, you can ask him how many people I send him or yeah. like how many people I send his way. Um, visual memories, and but abstract numbers creates these beautifully cinematic portraits. I don't know how she does it. They're just so interesting. They're like yeah. deeply interesting um in my in my opinion they're deeply yeah. interesting and um she's one of those photographers i would love to interview but you know so is, i would love to interview henry film that's i think that's going to be my goal 
Yeah. Uh, gonna see how close I can get to. I mean, who told me? Someone told me just message him. I'm sure he'll say yes. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not gonna do that anytime soon. Um, yeah. Um, I actually, you know, I actually took uh, Henry Film's work and and also Morgan Miller. I like yes. Morgan Miller is probably one of my biggest influences. Yes. I love his work, but I have literally took their work in to the mentor I'm working with and just said, can you explain to me what they're doing? Because most of the time, most, I would say most photography, I, I understand at least how they did what they did. Not that I can do it, but yeah. I like, okay, I get what they're doing. But with like Henry film and uh, Morgan, um, I, I literally had no idea what they're doing. And he, and he's done it so long. He's seen everything that he explained to me. He's like, okay, here's what he's doing. He's, you know, he's using layers and this is a composite here, or this is, he's, you know, this is a layer and here's this lighting that's not natural. So he created, but, you know, and so yeah. I love that, that just understanding, understanding how someone who I admire does what they do helps me and uh, helps me in incorporate that into my work and see. And so he would say, see, look, see how this light down here, this brings the eye in. And I'm like, oh, I never even thought about that. And like, we accept that, you know, that this is not a natural light source. It's not coming from anywhere, but we accept it, you know, like things like just interesting yeah, things. That's like a pretty good point. Details. Yeah. That's really interesting, actually, in terms of yeah, like, that's so, oh, that's so, no, it doesn't mean that I've got to play his work now and be like, oh, let me just dissect this. Oh, no. Yeah, I, every time I look at someone who I, uh, I appreciate or admire their work, the first thing I look at is I try to figure out what, how did they do it, you know? And, um, and a lot of times I will do a, take a picture and try to replicate it. Yeah. It's not anything that I post ever, but it's, yeah. I just want to see it, uh, if I can take that and then take something from, from that style and incorporate it into my own. But like Morgan and Henry are two people that I can't, uh, I can't look at a picture and then figure out what they're doing. Like I had to ask someone else what they, literally yeah. what they were doing. The thing about Henry is that I'm very surprised. I mean, like, he might be, but I don't think he is. I'm very surprised he's not affiliated with like Adobe or some big company yeah. like that. I'm very surprised. The kind of the reach he has and the impact he has on the photography community and everybody I've like literally everybody I've spoken yeah. to knows who he is and adores his work. Yeah. Um, I'm extremely surprised that he has not been affiliated with anything like that or that he hasn't had that like those kind of discussions because yeah. honestly he could be like a Sony representative or a Canon representative or any kind of like camera representative or just anything to do with photography and it will ace out and B it will improve people's photography yeah like I don't know there's just something about, it's, it's kind of weirdly insane to me and yeah maybe he doesn't want to go down that whole route which is very yeah. you know very fair enough because nobody wants to do that he might just want to be a guy who's going around shooting images, which is cool. Yeah. But it seems crazy to me in terms of just like his reach and kind of just the way I hear people talk about him and also feel about him myself. Yeah. It's very, 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 very crazy that that has not happened. Or to my knowledge, that has not happened. Yeah. But I feel like we should make that happen. Yes. Um, my, like, like my gut would tell me that, that he's has more opportunities than what he has done. Yeah. And maybe is making a conscious choice. I'm just guessing. I don't want to put like yeah. thoughts and words into his head. But like you said, like hit, like everyone I everyone I've ever talked to throws his name out there as you know one of the masters. Like imagine if he did like a creative live class 
I can imagine yeah. that that would be that would be sold out. Like I can imagine. Oh yeah. Or, I know he's just he's only just recently, like within the last month, opened up a print shop. Oh really? Um, yeah. Well, within the last month, because I checked the other day, so I was curious to see if he's selling prints. Because I like, oh, my own in peace. Um, and it was like, I'll come back later. And I actually got an email because I signed up and it was like, oh, the print shop's now open. And I was like, that's insane. Like he's only just opened up a print shop after shooting for how long? And having, yeah. you know, so many fans and so many people who actually would probably buy his work. Yeah. Um, but I want to see him create a book. Like he needs like a book. Oh, I agree. Like, like I don't understand. I generally don't understand how he doesn't have one already, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and, I, and I don't really understand why like publishing houses are not, considering photography good enough to have their own publishing books. That's, this is a whole separate conversation, but like, you know, yeah. think of like the reach they could have if they choose the right people, people like even like Caffeine Cowboy, who I know a lot of people are a big fan of. Um, people like him, who I know would very much would love to have their work printed. Um, yeah. I'm just really surprised that publishing houses aren't doing that or they're not focusing on that necessarily. I don't know, like, the photography community is a community that you can easily dive into. Mm -hmm. I think it's a community that is very loyal. And from what I've seen, very kind of, everybody wishes success for everybody else. Yeah. Um, so I kind of feel like they deserve some of that back. Like one of my goals, I keep saying this publicly, which I really shouldn't be, but one of my goals for the next three years is to create a photo book of atmospheric photographers um, yeah. and have a photo book. Ideally with a forward written by Todd Heido. I don't know how likely that is. Yeah. Um, but I would love to do that. How cool would that be? That'd be insane. Oh, that'd be amazing. If you had like a collection of, I don't even know how many photographers, but the good thing is like, I have enough contacts at the minute to kind of get something like that started. Yeah. Um, but damn, that'd be so good. It's my kind of plan for the next three years. I don't know how much that's going to cost or how to go about it. Yeah. So I need to really figure that out. But it's not, I would love to do in the next three years. Like, I don't care if I have to pour my savings into it. I really <laughs> wouldn't. I, but generally I would set, you know, some money aside for that, like quite easily. Um, mm -hmm. but then I don't understand why people don't think of like, oh, let's, you know, have a Kickstarter campaign or let's, you know, do a, you know, crowdfunding for like, yeah. uh, which is something I want to talk to you about later about just fill as well, actually, because I feel like yeah. there's a way, and I know money changes things, but if you feel like with just fill, like the reach you have and the quality you have, um, yeah. and, and, all, and just the connections you also have, like you could easily do something like that. Um, yeah. But I will say that for later because right yeah. now we're talking about you and your work. <laughs> right. Otherwise, that will go way ahead. But um, my next question for you is yeah. it's kind of like the transition in your work. And I know we mentioned it earlier, but um, this idea of like, when I looked at your work, your earlier work, it was very much like a solid subject, a solid focus. Whereas now I personally feel like your latest work or your kind of more recent work is very much kind of about a feeling and a space rather yeah. than a place. Um, I was kind of like, I wanted to ask you like, do you think that's something that you see as well? And um, is this something intentional in your work? Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, it was, uh, like I said, one of the things was that comment about, um, the, that I worked with that um, lesson I took about um, imagining uh, the person being in that space and being an observer in that world. And that made me think differently um, about space and uh, relative to where we are and how close and how far away things are. And, um, and like, I, I think at first I used color as a crutch to make up for talent. Like, like, I mean, it, like my images didn't look great to me. So I added some color cause I thought it made it look more interesting, 
But then the more I played with it and um, got a, a, a little bit better understanding of it, the more I, I felt I could convey emotion with it as, as opposed to just making it more interesting. I actually could create a feeling instead of just interest. And so, and, and I, that's why I, I really liked to work with open spaces that gives you that, that, um, that sky, that landscape, that, you know, line of grass that, that you can work with um, to create, you know, shadows and create colors and create mood. And so I, that's definitely been intentional. And I think it just had to do with, uh, I guess, ability. Um, you know, when, when you, you get more proficient in something, then you're, you're able to do more than you can do things that you wanted to do earlier, but weren't successful at. Because when I did landscape before, I wasn't happy with how it turned out. And, um, but now I feel I've found a, a style that works that, that I'm able to convey what I'm imagining in my head. I don't think you really understand how inspiring that actually is. <laughs> I appreciate that. Because when you just said that about, you know, I'll use color um, in replacement for like maybe talent or maybe interest. I've just thought about yeah. <laughs> the work I'm currently creating. Um, and I was like, mm, actually, that's a good point. Like it's about the feeling, not the interest. And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, damn, I need to scrap everything I've done and start again. Um, <laughs> but I think that's really that's a really interesting consideration. And like genuinely, that's really made me just honestly reevaluate my work, which is hilarious. Um, it was not intentional in any way. Um, but now I'm a bit like, oh god damn it, now I've got to go back and relook at everything again. Um, but like, no, seriously, I've never thought about that, and it makes perfect sense because it's all while creating an image that is nicely colored and nicely graded but if the image itself before it had that wasn't good enough it's only ever going to be like a nicely edited image it won't actually exactly. be a great image and i've actually never thought of photography in that way um which sounds really strange probably because it's it sounds like a pretty basic concept but i've just never thought of it in that way so yeah. um honestly thank you so much because now yeah. i'm going to be doing a lot of I've rethinking my life so that's perfect um no it's interesting because i mean um like th this is like a honest like uh like like thing to uh, this is like a crazy thing to admit but like hmm. i have only started uh like uh using photography and manual mode since this summer yeah. so the pictures i was taking were just point and click and yeah. so I didn't under, I didn't understand, like I had a basic understanding of, you know, of aperture and shutter speed and stuff, but, and I looked at YouTube videos and stuff, but I'm so hands-on, but it wasn't until someone like Nico and then the guy I took a lesson from physically showed me with their hands and I did it that I started to understand it. And so when I've gone back to like my older work, it's just the quality is not there to even work on to improve you know like yeah. sometimes you can go back to older shots and, and go oh i'm more talented now i can make this a better shot but some of it the quality is just not there because i just did a point and click and it yeah. wasn't it was too dark or it was you know blue it was you know i blew out the sky too much or something and so just having a better understanding of that has really made a big difference but that's cool though because that just shows to me that you're not necessarily just a visual learner you're more of a kinetic learner you know and i think yeah. that raises the, the point that not everybody learns the same you know just because you see somebody do something doesn't mean that you're able to do it yourself maybe you have to actually just do it and then that way you'll learn yeah um so i don't think that's nothing you should be like you know oh this is crazy to admit i think that's 
that's a really good lesson to teach people. It's actually a really good piece of advice to remind people of because not everybody is going to learn the same. Not everybody can just watch a YouTube tutorial and understand it. Um, it's something to think about, I think, because, you know, we just assume, oh, yeah, just watch this video and you'll learn or, you know, read this book and you'll learn. And, but, like, maybe that's not your learning style. Maybe you can listen to it and you'll yeah. learn. Maybe you'll do it and you'll learn. You know, I think that's the very, something very important to remember, that not everybody is the same and not really absorbs information in the same way, you know. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. Because, yeah, I, I watched so many, like, YouTube videos and then I would go out in the field and, and try it and it just didn't work. But then, like, I like was with Nico and then he physically showed me like the shutter speed he uses and the aperture. And then I, I understood it better. And, and I saw like, I can see from when I first met him to now, like is where I think my works uh, started to improve a lot just by working with him. That's amazing. So, and, and like, and he, and he showed me some editing stuff too, just a couple, like two or three things on editing that has helped me with mood and color so much. That's like invaluable two or three little tips that like I feel like has uh, made me be able to produce like way better quality work that I couldn't do if I hadn't met him. And he just quickly just said, showed me, physically showed me here, if you do this um, with the clarity and if you do this, you know, uh, and it, uh, it's, it's just crazy that, yeah, it's, it's how, how you learn, how you take in information. And that's definitely how I learned. Yeah, that's definitely interesting to remember, though. I think we just forget that people don't just learn the same way. Um, and I think particularly when you're in education of any sort, I think they forget that, yeah, nobody learns the same way. Not everyone's going to watch a video and understand it. And I, I don't really like the fact that the, from at least from my experience from a long time ago, like not like schools aren't really set up or any kind of educational establishment. They don't really set themselves up to really think about the students' needs in terms of like, well, obviously this person is more hands-on, you know. I don't know. It's something to possibly explore if you were to, in the future, teach photography or if that's something that you ever want to do. Maybe that'd be a good yeah. thing to kind of consider in terms of, like, teaching styles and the way that people react differently to being taught. I think that's something to consider for the future, I think, actually. Um, Definitely, yeah. So how important is it for you to make sure your work is always evolving and do you ever actually worry about repeating imagery? Um, it's very important to me that I'm always evolving. Um, I, I do think about uh, repetition um, and that's why I, I try to make sure, like uh, I, I try not to use the exact same color scheme. Like I, I actually try not to use the exact same color scheme more than once, honestly. Uh, I try to always, I, 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 it's really just trial and error and experimenting, but, um, but as far as like subject matter and color, um, that that's huge for me. Like I, like I'm a, consider myself like a lifelong learner in all areas. And then what you're passionate about, uh, especially you want to keep evolving. And, um, and I think that's just a matter of putting in the hours, putting in the time, like the, what, change my whole worldview was reading Malcolm Gladwell's um oh what shoot Mal Malcolm what is it uh, oh outliers sorry outliers by Malcolm Gladwell and where they did the research that it takes 10,000 hours to master um 
you know, whatever you want to master. They start, they took these like violence, like what makes a, uh, someone who teaches like at, at, at an elementary school, someone who's like in the San Francisco Philharmonic, and this is one of the elite best, whatever, or chess master or take whatever you want. And they think that they, it's like a science that's like 10,000 hours. It was like, without exception. And then this person was like five to, you know, 8,000 hours. And this person was, so it's like, I like to think in, t- in terms of not years when someone says, oh, I've been, I've been, uh, been a photographer for, for 10 years. But I'm like, well, that can mean anything. How many hours have you put in? Um, Cause sometimes we equate years with, with uh, that you're actually doing something that whole time. Like I played guitar for 25 years, but I haven't touched it in the last year. So um, for me, that that's always in my mind is that that there is like a science or according to, you know, these people that did this study that there is a science to uh, mastery and it, it, it really is repetition of, of putting the time and putting the hours. In. And so I'm always conscious. That, that's what I'm most conscious of. And I think when I do that, then the work will evolve naturally. Yeah. And that's a really good, that's actually a really good point though when you say about years, because you're right, we, we're like, you know, oh, how long have you been doing photography? And someone's like, oh, five years. So you assume they're going to be really good because they've been doing it for a long time. But that means that yeah. they've been interested in photography for five years. Does it mean they've been doing photography yeah. for five years? Um, that's actually a really good consideration. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. that's a really good consideration. Yeah, because sometimes you'll see, you know, yeah, there'll be someone's like, I've only been a photographer for two years, but they practice eight hours a day, Yeah, you know, or whatever. And so to me that it's the year years kind of i i'm not as interested in when i'm talking to someone about how long they've been doing something i'm more interested in like how much time have you put into the practice yeah that's that's actually a really consideration it makes me be like oh i need to go out and shoot something like so <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean i go through phases too like oh no trust me my phases have lasted for a very long time so um yeah <laughs> let's not think about it. i mean to be honest the flying through ball is partly a good distraction from not actually having to do photography because it means i'm doing yeah. stuff without actually doing stuff um and now that i'm trying to figure out a good way to schedule in doing photography doing the flying through ball and having a full-time job i'm trying to figure out oh and also having a life outside of that um which yeah. comes last of course um it's kind yeah. of like i need to think about how to do that quite well but then I will eventually do it. So we'll see. I don't know. I'm figuring, I'm, I'm trying yeah. to figure it all out. Right. So it's tough, it's a, it's yes. balance, finding balance in life is tough. You know, it's always something that I've worked on is, you know, making sure you're doing things that you need to do and things that things that you want to do and, you know, and making yeah. sure you're taking care of yourself and your own mental health and stuff. Oh, a hundred percent. I think yeah 100% the advice I, I give a lot of people so the thing about me is that I give a lot of people advice they never asked for um yeah year, I feel like my job every day is to give somebody a piece of advice they didn't ask for that is literally my job <laughs> um and you think I'm joking but I'm on it's probably bad but I'm honestly not I just give people advice and one piece of advice I'm giving people nowadays is take care of yourself um which I need to really take my own advice but like take care of yourself like make sure you're going to bed at a decent hour make sure you're getting up at a decent hour make sure you're you know, spending time looking after yourself and making sure your health is, you know, good because it's it's paramount. You know, if you don't have your yeah. health, you don't have anything else. And whilst also being the person who stays up till stupid hours in the morning talking to people from America, um, <laughs> yeah. whilst working early mornings, so I have to get up early so I don't have a choice to lie in. So, you know, it's kind of like, mm, 
probably should take my own advice at some point. And you start, I say yeah. to people, oh, take a break. You know, if you're kind of feeling burnt out, or you're feeling overwhelmed, take a break. So, you know, people are still going to be here when you come back. Um, yeah. But I won't do that myself because that means I'll have to take a break. So I, I can relate know. to that. <laughs> I'm honestly glad while we're on the subject that yeah. mental right. health is is becoming something that it, that society is starting to talk about. And and I think it, I actually think it is relevant to art and photography because I, I just think that um, this is just my own philosophy. I don't know if yeah. there's anything to it, but I, I think that for artists, there's something that we tap into that is so beautiful, but the world exists in opposites and polar opposites and so for you to be tapped into something that's that beautiful there has to be its opposite and that is pain and suffering and you know and anxiety and depression and i think that's really common with a lot of artists because life just seems to work in this way of opposites and i think that's why a lot of you know i don't know which you know it's chicken and egg you know are they yeah. uh but a lot of artists do you know, struggle with that kind of thing. And it's also what makes them a good artist. But, but I think that that's been my philosophy or theory about it. And I don't, I don't know if there's any truth to that, but it feels right to me. Yeah, there's actually a question that I didn't actually add on to your interview notes that I sometimes ask people, which is the idea of like, is the concept of the suffering artist like a truth or a myth? Um, yeah. and the idea of like, yeah, where is the distinction between, you know, anguish and art? Like, do people create better art when they're in kind of these lower moods or is it the lower moods that create the better art? You know, it's kind yeah. of like, as you said, the chicken or the egg, like, yeah, is, is it, is it actually, again, it's again, a very important conversation to have like mental health and art. I think they go quite hand in hand in terms of like, a lot of people look, turn to art for a release you know mm -hmm. it could be great catharsis for people yeah um, so i think there's always something there and not just that any kind of creation is yeah. an emotional response to something you're feeling um whether you realize it or not um mm -hmm. and there's an, an really incredible artist whose work i adore and i got to speak to him which is unbelievable but his name's rodney thompson and he creates these images i think they're all self-portraits actually of um, people with their heads on fire to distinguish oh, to wow. kind of explain the idea of like mental health and you know like depression anxiety and kind of like these feelings and thoughts being like you know setting you ablaze and kind of like there's so many different kind of analogies to make from his work but his work is um yeah. incredible and he's a, such an advocate for mental health and i think his work is honestly one of the most important kind of artists who are working today because his work is very kind of about something wider than himself um, and he's a lovely human being as well which helps everything but um, I'm going to send you yeah. his work later. Well, that's also. awesome. Um, because, yes, I think there's definitely something about mental health and yeah. art. I think no, that I, we yeah. need to speak more about, I think, for sure. Definitely. And, and I, I appreciate, like, artists that, uh, on Instagram, that, like, bear their souls, like, what they're going through. Like, I, like, I, I think it's awesome when people do that. I haven't really... Done. it's not necessarily my style but yeah. i like certainly appreciate it and relate it re relate to it when someone does that and i'm glad that people do that and are it's very well received when i see it too which is really cool i think that's a great thing about art though that 
it opens up conversations you wouldn't normally have with people because you know mm-hmm. images are powerful but then it's always quite interesting to see what people actually well no it's interesting to see how people felt, felt when they created the work and also the kind of like words they use to describe the work um yeah i don't know it's, it's i think sometimes for me it seems like social media has a great way of making us feel like we need to just look at images all the time when it's not always the case yeah. like i think a really nice written caption is also just as great as a great great image because i think yeah there's that there's that kind of adage that oh nobody reads the captions but i would highly disagree i think people do read captions because the people mm-hmm. who want to read the captions will read them it's not for everybody but i think that is definitely a, a space for like people to be very very soul-wearing um and kind of talk about yeah. issues beyond themselves um for people to share and that reminds me of somebody else i'm going to send you as well <laughs> i follow a couple of people who that's what they do is they just say something wise about, you know, like, or, you know, something about taking care of yourself or about being present or, yeah. and, and so it's nice to just randomly get one of these things and just remind, just, it's like the reminder, like I always think of, think of it as uh, like remembering the hardest thing is to remember, to remember, to be present, you know, yes. our mind are, is wired to, to always be thinking of the past or planning for the future um and it's it's really it's really to train yourself to be present as much as possible is it's a practice <laughs> absolutely right so my next question for you because i've just looked at the time we've been here for three hours is there a photo that you regret not taking um well okay yeah i mean just i kind of talked about this earlier but just the other day there was this line of buses at night that were like where the, you know, after school, the bus drivers dropped them all yeah. off. And I, and it had a, a you know, a, a lamp above it and they were lit like perfectly. And I drove into the parking lot, but there was a man like shutting the gate and just looking at me. And I just drove off because I just, I just knew it was going to be a thing. Yeah. And so like, that like that's i mean i can go back and do it again it's still there but like that i think to me that like represents um the bigger picture of i've all these uh confrontations have made me a bit nervous and scared to shoot sometimes in places where i would have felt comfortable a year ago and so i see shots that i pass up sometimes when i when I worry that there's someone that's going to get upset with me or, or who know, like, I don't, you know, I don't know these days. Um, There's a lot of violence in my state right now, a lot of gun violence. Um, And I just don't want to be it, put myself in that situation. So there's shots that I've passed off, passed up just to avoid any confrontation. Yeah, absolutely. And I can understand why to be very honest. I think, you never quite know how things are going to pan out and you know you're going yeah. in there with the best of intentions and you're going in there with a very yeah. kind of um you know with a, a creative mind and not everybody has that and nobody sees that and nobody understands yeah. that so it's it it can be a very you know and situations can turn very volatile very quickly um, exactly even just walking down the street like i walk to work at five in the morning every day um when it's pitch black and, and i'm very very aware you have to be very very conscious of yeah. surroundings even if 
people don't look suspicious or people don't look like there could be a problem, that doesn't yeah. mean that they won't be a problem or they can't exactly. be a problem. And I think you have to be very, particularly if you've got a camera, you've got expensive equipment with you. Yeah. You know, it's like, actually this morning, actually, when I was walking to work, there's actually, it's annoying because I walk to work every day and now I've got a bunch of places I really want to shoot because I'm, I see it every day and I'm like, I need to come home and shoot. Um, yeah. And I walked past one of these places this morning and some guy stopped me and I was like, oh no, sorry, I'm busy because I had to get to work and I was actually running late. Um, and it's like, I would normally stop there. At some point I'm planning to stop there and shoot something at some point. And it's mm -hmm. like, now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, do I really want to do that? Or do I want to yeah. just be like, oh, maybe I'll just find somewhere else. And it's mm -hmm. kind of like, you have to be careful because you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And also, particularly if it's somewhere you frequent a lot, if you have like a routine of going up to that place. Um, yeah. Now I've just said that, like, damn it, I need to change up my walking route because I literally walk the same route every single day. <laughs> like, but then to be fair, it's like literally like a straight line. It's like a, an hour's walk to work, a straight line. Um yeah, that's pretty, actually, that's pretty bad. But yeah, that, I mean, that. I think that's my biggest uh, concern and what makes me, um, so, sometimes there's conditions that are just, that was the night to do it. It was foggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah of uh, course. It was perfect. And I missed it because I was worried there was going to be a confrontation. And I mean, I'm not sure I regret it because I, yeah. I like, nothing's going to happen if I don't go get out of my yeah, car of but course. something could happen yeah, yeah. so i'd rather i'd rather play it safe on that oh but yeah 100 percent. you'd rather be here tomorrow to be able to take another photograph yeah uh, because but it's just unfortunate that it's unfortunate i've missed some great potential shots because of that oh yeah of course of course but then you can always make it up by taking other images elsewhere that are going to be just yeah. as great if not better uh, because mm -hmm. you'll feel more comfortable. Like, I don't know how well you would enjoy your own work if you found comfortable making it. Yeah, that's true. Because, you know, I think we also forget that images are created in a certain frame of mind. So just because you're shooting that looks great doesn't mean you're having a great time shooting that. Yeah. Um, or vice versa. Yeah, and, and that's that... why I'm always done. After uh, someone confronts me, I'm done for the day. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm no it... longer in that space anymore. Yeah, it ruins your whole mood and it makes you yeah. it probably makes you just question what you're doing because I don't know about you, but if someone questions me, even like with the fine fruit bowl, I've had plenty of work colleagues who are like, oh, well, that's pretty boring or like, oh, well, is that, that's a bit of a waste of time. And it, yeah. it makes you kind of really reconsider, like, is that a waste of time? Like, is it boring? Like, yeah. am I just doing nothing with my life? You know, it is very, very easy to be kind of, to kind of fall into that mindset and be really self-doubting yeah. because someone said, because someone insignificant said something to yeah. you that was as a passing oh, yeah. comment um yeah i should probably just ignore people well, but yeah here's an example i have is i had uh i, I one woman that I don't, she I, I she's not a photographer but she has an instagram account and she, <laughs> for some reason this has bothered me the most i mean i made myself let it go but she just typed on two different images meh m-e-h meh and it just, I was just like, I, I would rather hear, you know, I would like this image much better if you did this or like yeah. something. But for some reason that, you, that she took the time to write meh, so there was something about that, that that bothered me much more than just almost criticism, if that makes sense. It's twice. Uh, twice on as two well. different images like a month apart oh really okay i'll be like 
Yeah. I'd like, I'd like, but you're still looking at my work though. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I'm wondering. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. I would literally send that person a video message and be like, are you okay? Do you want to pray? <laughs> yeah. Um, I know. But that's just me and my nature. I, well, I say that, but it hasn't happened to me. So maybe I, know. I, maybe I wouldn't do that, actually. I don't know. Maybe that's not a good... I don't know. But for me, I'd be like, I'm going to follow that up. Um, but I think that's I always like, want to, but then I end up just trying to take the moral high ground. Yeah. And Well, yes, know. because you've got a reputation to think about. Um, yeah. And not just that. Like, and then you have more respect. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then, yeah, exactly. I want to look back. And like, yeah, it might feel good for a minute, but then I know I would regret it. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and, and I don't want to give that person the like the the luxury of thinking that they got to me. You know, I'd rather I'd rather have them get to me and let and then let it go tomorrow, and then have it be done than giving them the satisfaction of like actually taking yeah. the time. Like you took the time to write back. Like to me that is wor is worse than you know i'd rather just take it on the chin and then uh let it go and live another day but isn't it really strange though how it's like the passing comments of strangers that affect you yeah. the most it is it's it so is. bizarre it's so weird because it just throws you off and it makes you question everything it's insane yeah. but then when people praise you and they're like oh this is really cool you're just like okay that's cool you kind of yeah it kind of just glides off you because you hear it a lot and all because, you know, not that you're big headed and you know what you're doing is good, but it's yeah. like, it's kind of part of the process to tell you that your work is good. Um, social yeah. media can be a bit, we're going to actually go into social media in a second, but social media can be kind of like a, a bit too much of a happy place of like, Oh yeah, this is, yeah. Good. This is cool. This is great. And it's like, but what can I improve on? And yeah, you know, what, what do you actually feel? You know, what does this image mm -hmm. actually make you feel? And what do you actually think about this image? Not, oh, that's nice. And I'm very much guilty of this too with probably every single one of my comments. But it's, you know, yeah. it's not just, like, oh, this is amazing. This is awesome. It's, you As an artist, you want to know how people feel about your work. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of one of the pitfalls of social media. But actually, let's get into social media. Okay, let's do it. So what are your thoughts on social media and how has it impacted your practice? Um... I feel like for my practice, it's a necessary evil <laughs> hmm. in a way. Um, I, I, like I said, it's not, it's not very social in a way. Um, I think it's not evil in itself, but the way it's used in a lot of ways is not healthy. Um, uh, but for, for my purposes, I, I appreciate it that it's, it's not exact like because we've talked about it because of the algorithm but it's closer to like a meritocracy than what we had before which is a few art critics deciding who gets to be seen uh, um yeah. i like the idea of you put your work out there and the the theory anyway is that if it's really good people will find it and you will get a following and that determines who is successful as opposed to a handful of people in new york and la deciding who gets to be successful so i do like that aspect but of course there's flaws in that it's not an exact yeah, science it doesn't work but like, that way but if we go to henry film i think 100 out of 100 times he would eventually get to the top you know what i mean like if he you put that quality of work out there i think eventually it's going to maybe not to his level but i think if you put out that incredible quality of work you're going 
people are going to find it. What do you think? I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that personally. Just because, okay. I don't, like, obviously, I love his work. He's great, but I kind of feel that his reputation. Uh, this might be a very unpopular opinion. Might make me okay. feel very angry. But I think his work is great, and I adore his work. But I think his reputation is more interesting than the work itself sometimes. Oh, okay. Um, and I think his process and the way he's approached things are more interesting than the final result. Um, I love his work, and I'm pretty sure his work is actually a screensaver on my phone. But yeah, I kind of feel like, is it original enough for me to be like, oh, this is like, you know, something that I've never seen before that everyone should know about? Not really. I think, I don't know. I, I don't know the way to describe it without offending anybody. But then again. I know. I, I understand what you're saying. I, I feel in a, a similar way. Like, I think you can appreciate great work without yeah. not necessarily thinking it's the best work you've ever seen or the most original or the best. I don't know. I, I don't know the exact right way to say it, but there's yeah. artists that I think are brilliant, but it's not my doesn't speak to me necessarily but i but i acknowledge their talent and i think that that's okay and it's okay to say that i guess what i'm trying to say which probably is going to be a hideous way of saying it but i guess i'm trying to feel like is there a great enough distinction between being talented and overrated um because i think someone like henry film he has a great reputation because everybody loves his work and rightly so yeah. his work is gorgeous but is his work only that great and that cool because so many people like him? Um, yeah. That's... As opposed to his work actually being great. And I think that's one of the problems with social media is that popularity takes greatness, but that's greatness true. isn't always what's popular. There are yeah. plenty of photographers who have mega followings whose work are great. Um, so many photographers that I've seen recently who have less than like 300 followers whose work are incredible. Oh, um, yeah, that's true. And that's good. That's what I mean by his work. That's it. That's what I'm trying to say. Like yeah. the propensity to, to for people to know who you are and to respect your work. That's actually going to be more valuable than the amount of people who follow you. Because yeah. at the end of the day, that's what's going to get your name circulated. Um, mm -hmm. And that's what's going to get like kind of people who are higher up, say, for instance, like Adobe, um, to, to contact you or to kind of want to work with you. And I think that's what I mean. Like I love his work. He's a great photographer. And would I buy a print of his work? Probably, maybe. There are probably other people I'd rather buy a print of. I don't really know. Mm -hmm. um, that's a good way of saying no without saying no. Um, yeah. Then again, actually, I wouldn't not, though. I don't know. It, dep it depends. It depends if the image spoke to me. I think buying prints... I mean, I don't know what your opinion on this is, actually. But I think buying prints from photographers is harder than buying prints from artists, like in terms of painters. Oh, um, yeah. And it's funny, because I have one print by a photographer called under the film um and it, it's weird to describe like how you're so i think probably because you're a photographer i think you'll probably understand but you're so much more selective about what you'd have in your own house or on your own wall because you're a photographer yeah. than you are from say like a painter or from some medium that you that you don't necessarily delve into um mm -hmm. it's kind of weird but anyway i don't know where i was going with that but that's weird um but yeah, in terms of Henry film, is there a fine line between being overrated and being popular? Um, yeah. That's kind of my opinion on him. Like, at what point does your reputation precede you to the point that you're only good because your reputation's good, not because your work yeah. is necessarily the best it could be? Um, that makes sense. I don't know. And, and there, there are artists that, I mean, that I see 
um, who are favorites of mine, who, I mean, and they're, it's, it's all relative numbers here, but yeah. like maybe have 10,000 followers where I think they should have 500,000 or a million, yeah. like oh, yeah. that I think that are the best I've ever seen. Um, and, and their pictures get a thousand likes. And I'm just like, this is the most incredible thing I've ever seen. How is, how is my work getting more like, like more, <laughs> Uh, attention it's mind-boggling sometimes i think the crazy thing is we always forget that and i said this to somebody the day like everybody's intentions on social media are very different um yeah you know you're not necessarily on social media to look at uh, people's work in a particular instagram and photography they do not go hand in hand um you know you can't see all the details and you can't sit there and stare an image for hours and you can't dive into the actual image itself it's, it's very fleeting it's like oh i like yeah. this let's like it oh i don't like this let's not like it oh i like this person let's contact them if i like this person don't contact them you know it's uh mm-hmm. very shallow and i think the idea of liking something and the idea of numbers only kind of i don't know it just i don't know for me personally right now like should i admit this probably not but i'm gonna admit it anyway i feel like the more people that follow the flying fruit bowl, the less I really want to do the flying fruit bowl. Um, It's kind of weird. It's kind of like we live in such a a society where numbers are so important, but they're really Mm. not important at all because the community is important. Engaging with the people that follow you is important. The whole idea of, of having an impact on the people that you're around is more important than having a million followers because what's the point of having a million followers if none of them are going to engage with you um if you do a print release and nobody wants to buy a print or you do a live and nobody shows up or it's about having a community that's engaged what you're doing that could be a hundred people that could be a thousand people that could be a million people that is more important than having oh this influencer has x amount of followers i need that because you don't need that yeah. Oh, that makes sense. I think, I mean, not, not all numbers are created equal. Yeah, of course. Um, someone, someone's 10,000 could be completely, could be a passive 10,000 and some, yeah. someone's 10,000 could be a very proactive 10,000. Um, and so it's, it's all things aren't equal. Definitely. Um, and I do find myself getting caught up in numbers as, and I don't know, as, as kind of a gauge that I'm on the right track. That's how, that's how I use it. Um, I feel, you know, for right or wrong, better or worse, uh, it helped when, when uh, people comment or like or save a picture. I feel like, okay, I, I, I'm on the right track because a year ago, no one saved any of my pictures. And now X amount of people did. So that tells me something that I'm connecting. Um, so I think numbers or things like that help me and it motivates me. Um, I mean, there's, we, we all want to be validated and yeah, I try not to get too caught up in just plain numbers, but I think you can get some feedback from it. Yeah. And actually that's super ironic because the next question is about feedback. So that's absolutely perfect. That's a brilliant segue. Um, so yeah. The idea of like, what kind of feedback do you like to get and what feedback do you also like to give to other people? Yeah. I'm, I'm the same as you as well. I think I, I like to get a honest feedback of what it makes you feel 
but I understand that we only have so much time and there are so many people and um, sometimes I feel you feel obligated. Some, someone has commented yes. all of your pictures and you want to, uh, you know, make sure you comment on theirs. So, and so my personal thing is if you make an attempt to communicate me, with me, I, I appreciate that, that you took the time to do that. I, that's, I think that's awesome. Um, I, I find it helpful when someone says something that works for them or even something that doesn't work for them, as long as they are, you know, respectful and like in a constructive way, then I can learn and grow. Um, I'm sometimes guilty of just saying great shot, great mood. Um, but I try to also, you know, give feedback about, I like this about your shot, or I noticed yeah. this kind of the teacher in me, or I noticed that you did that. And, you know, I, I like that. I, I mean, you're, I think you're right that mo most people are, it's, it's a positive thing. I don't get to, I mean, I've had some that are kind of like, this is boring or like, Hey, lay off the uh, Lightroom color, you know, some of that stuff. Yeah. And that, it's not helpful. Um, I don't mind hearing um, constructive criticism. I would prefer it as like the teacher way of a, like something that works for you and something that doesn't work for you yeah. in this image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's uh, if someone like what I get now a few people that contact me and ask me what they think of their image. And when someone does that, when they take the time and show me an image, then I'll give them an honest assessment and even if I don't love it, I will find something that I like about it. And I yeah. think it's almost like the way, like with, with your like romantic partner, something that they, uh, they appreciate, you find something to appreciate about it. You do that because yeah. you care about them. Um, and so in the same thing that you took the time to send me the work, here's something, you know, regardless if it's amazing or, or there, I can tell they're a beginner, here's what I enjoyed about it. And then here's, just me personally, here's what I might do. Um, if it were my work, I might do this. And then keep in mind that this is just, you know, my perspective and it doesn't mean any, you know, doesn't mean it's right or wrong. Um, but that's, that's kind of how I feel about it. I appreciate anyone, even if they just write a flame, like they took the time to acknowledge it. I think that's cool. We don't all yeah. have the time to, to write, a dissertation on you know every picture yeah. on how what, what we think of it i i wish i did i wish i did more of that um with a couple people i do with nico and stuff i try to i try to consciously on every shot say something i like about his, his work but they're friends and so yeah. um it's it's and we kind of have that like agreement i mean we haven't verbalized it but we just yeah yeah make yeah. comments yeah. on each shot you know yeah and we say what works for us, but, but any, anything that's constructed, like I said, it's all in how you, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. So if, yeah. you, if there's something that's not working for you, if you can tell me it in a palatable way, I'm more than happy to hear, hear it and learn from it. Yeah. I, yeah, I completely agree with that. I think feedback can't always just be like, yeah, this is cool. This is cool. It definitely needs to be a balance yeah. of like, you know, and not just like, I think we should always respect people's opinions, whether we agree with them or not. I think that's the biggest issue I think a lot of people have mm -hmm. is that they expect a certain reaction from people. And when they don't get that, they're a bit annoyed. And it's like, you're not guaranteed anything. You're not even guaranteed people looking at your work. Um, so yeah, I agree with your actual assessment. And 
I'm kind of curious in terms of like, how do you balance kind of posting your own work with interacting with other people? Because, you know, you have a very good audience and you have a very loyal audience. And I think it's mm -hmm. kind of interesting because you must get a lot of responses and a lot of DMs, a lot of comments. Like, how do you balance that with posting your own work and how do you keep up with everybody? Um, I really go through phases where I try to hammer all of it out at once. Um, like, like, like I did with you, like I Mr. Met, I was like kind of in a down phase and, um, and that's maybe when I'm working a little bit more on dust fill or editing. Yeah. And then I, when I get kind of a boost of energy, I will go through and go through all my comments and respond to them, go to people that have, um, responded or sent me DMs or stuff like that. And try, I really try to do it all at once while I am feeling it. Yeah. And you know, when I am feeling a little more extroverted and upbeat and want to put, you know, my best, I, I want to give people, like people who've taken the time to reach out to me, I want to make sure I give them the best of me um, as far as uh, giving a, advice if they ask for it or sending them to other people or things like that. And I, I just, you know, you, you know, your own moods and body and your, your vibe. And I, I know when I'm, at my best to do that. So I try to take advantage of those moods and, and really do it all then. Um, and then I, and then I have to take a break from it because it, it can, it can get draining. Um, it does sometimes feel like a responsibility to, um, to make sure that you're giving attention back to people who are giving it to you. You know, uh, I don't want to just take, I want, I want to give and share as much as I receive, you know, uh, that's that's the whole act of any gift is that it's as much you know for the person who gives it as the person who receives it a compliment is not just for the person who receives it it's yeah. for the person who gives it too that's what i've always found it difficult for people who can't take a compliment because i think they're cheating the person who gives them the compliment out of that joy of giving it to them yeah. so so that, that's why it's important to me that that I do like respond to ev everyone and um, but that when I do it, I make sure I can uh, get like I'm 100 percent present and there for it. That's really nice of you, though, because you very much don't have to do that. You could just be like, yeah. oh, call these people to message me. I'll just respond or like, you know, I don't know. That's I think that's very that's very genuine of you, because I think well, not everybody is wants to take the time and effort to do that. I actually know, without mentioning names, um, I know quite a few people who are very much just like, oh, I want to have X amount of followers by this date. And I don't care who they are. I don't care if they're going to comment. I don't care if they're going to message me. I just want the numbers. Yeah. And it's like, mm -hmm. that's fine. That's cool. That's a goal you set for yourself. That's, you know, if that's what you feel validated by, that's perfect. But yeah. don't you care about who's actually paying attention to your work? Like, aren't you interested yeah. to know where your audience lies because if you don't you're just blindly kind of just being like yeah cool i've got these followers but it's like you don't know them and it's like mm -hmm. as i said earlier like it's about community it's about yeah. reciprocation like they've given you some of their time yeah. you know you should kind of give some of yours it's, it's everything in life in an exchange you know it's all transactional yeah, exactly. and i think you kind of fail to sometimes people fail to forget like you know, you can't just, as you said earlier, you can't just take, you have to also give. And, and it's like yeah. you doing the art isn't just the only way you give. There's also other kind mm -hmm. of, yeah, like obligations and responsibilities you have to create 
the community and create conversation and create connection. And if all you yeah. want to do is just take, then maybe you're not looking at it from the right mentality. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I try to, I, I think back to, you know, there's always levels and stuff, but when I was first beginning, I would send messages to people asking for advice and some people did, some people ignored it. And then, but yeah. some people gave really good, helpful feedback. And I really remembered that and appreciated that. And I, I just remember just making a decision that I, as I grew, and if that ever happened to be me getting the message that I wanted yeah. to be one of those people that really felt like sharing what I had, like, if, if I can help at all, I don't know how much I can help, but if I can, I'm, I'm ha- more than happy to help. And I just remember what it meant for me. So, um, yeah, like you remember the people that, that impact you, you remember, yeah. it's, it's very, 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 very life-changing sometimes, or yeah. it, it can, it can really kind of make you see things very differently. And I think you very much remember that it's, it's, yeah, it's something that, yeah, I would agree with, like in terms of like, I would, I love to try and, you know, I don't know whether what I'm telling you is going to be helpful, but I'm happy to help you because like, like, why not? And it's a different perspective. Sometimes it's all you need. Yeah. Sometimes asking yeah. a stranger about your work is the best thing to do. Or even just talking to a stranger mm-hmm. is the best thing to do because there's no yeah. judgment and there's no kind of connection there. You, but you make that connection. Exactly. Yeah. You, you want someone with no stake in it for them. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Sometimes to get, yeah, uh, like, that's what, like, in a relationship, sometimes I, there's like a friend that I have that I go to because they have no stake in, in, yeah. And the outcome, they have no, you know, there's no conflict of interest there. Yeah. So I can, I trust their advice. Yeah. You know, absolutely. I know it comes from a genuine place. So it's, I think of the same, the same thing uh, with art too. Sometimes it's good to get that. There's no, there's no stake in it for them either way. So they can just go ahead and be honest. I feel like you always need an, a friend who is not involved in the arts to really understand yeah. what people's art is about. Um Yeah. Because I think everybody who's creative in any way, who does any kind of creative practice, we're all wrapped up in the the kind of notions of being a creative and, and doing things a certain way or, or kind of thinking about things in a certain way. And, and it, all it takes is, you know, somebody who is not within the art realm to just turn around and say something that will change the way you think about your work because you've yeah. never thought of it from that pers- like perspective and nobody around you is going to give you that perspective. So I think we... Mm-hmm. I just think I just think right now in my life conversation is very important and I think it's something that we take a lot for granted and it's something that yeah. we don't do often enough now as a society I think technology has made it a bit more difficult to be genuine and to be kind of honest so I think you know it's something yeah. that I value personally very much um so yeah I think that's you know it's good to be able to kind of change the way people think about things through being genuine and honest and, and kind of giving them you know your opinion that may be completely different or something i've never thought about so yeah powerful i think definitely yeah so my next question for you because this is clearly never ending um (laughs) do you ever feel the pressure to create more work as your audience grows um only the only the pressure to um not have long gaps uh in my work I, I said, when I started, I challenged myself to do a post every day, yeah. but then uh, I, I found that I was doing uh, the quantity over quality kind of thing. Yeah, and 
I now it's definitely uh, it's quality. If if a gap happens and I don't have the work, I'm not going to put a shot up just to put a shot up. But I am conscious of not trying to let too much time go by. So I usually have a couple shots, two or three shots edited and ready to go. And then kind of, I like to give a few days in between, like, and we'll go to the band metaphor again, is like, uh, when I was in a band in Portland, you don't want to play too many shows uh, in your own hometown, because then uh, the mystery is gone, the novelty is gone, people stop showing up. Um, people, you stop getting feedback because you just played three shows this month. So, um, I think there is something nice to having a little bit of a gap. Um, I like, I like to put a couple, two or three days, sometimes a week if I don't have the material, but, but I don't want to ever force it. If it's not there, I'd rather have the space than something I'm not happy with. Yeah. That's actually really solid advice. I think because we definitely are told but I like the algorithm, like, oh, you have to post yeah. every day. You have to be very yeah. consistent. And yes, you do to a certain degree, but you also very much mm-hmm. don't to a certain degree. Like there yeah. are plenty of artists out there who maybe post once or twice a week, maybe even every two weeks and their following doesn't change or it changes yeah. in the way of like people and follow the people follow, you know, uh, I think one thing we should always remember is that the work you're creating now isn't just for the people that exist now. I think we yeah. always forget that the work you're creating is an archive. Like people will find your work exactly. in three years time and, and love it just as much as somebody did yesterday. Um, yeah. And you know, your follow account will go up and go down. It's kind of, it's natural. It's part of the process. Um, so yeah, something to think about, I guess. Yeah. There was something I was going to go so, to I mean, with that, but I can't remember where it was. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, most of the, most of the pressure I feel is an internal pressure from myself to be proactive, to feel like I'm accomplishing something that I'm following through on, you know, on goals I'm setting up for myself more than the external pressure of, you know, pleasing an audience. You know, I mean, I want to put out material, but like, it's, it's important that it's, that I'm happy with it. That's kind of the most important. So would you say that you create work for yourself first or for others first? I mean, I, I definitely think of myself first, like that the number one thing is that I have to like it and care about it and feel good about it. And, and then second is that I hope that my hope is that people will appreciate it. And, um, and when they do, that's awesome. And when they don't, sometimes it's a little bit of a letdown, but, um, but I try not to, you know, I try not to hold on to that. I try to, you know, this one didn't connect with people as, as, as much as I thought it would, but I, I still think it's a darn good picture. So I try not to worry too much about that. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It's nice to be validated uh, with a picture that you spend a lot of time and work and, and people are like, yeah, that, that is a good picture. Or like, I felt something for that. That's, that's really nice too. But um I think it's most important that you yourself are happy with the work. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you want to, you want, I mean, you don't want to say screw the people who are supporting me. I don't care what you think, <laughs> but you want to, I mean, I think you're any yeah. audience would, would say, we want you to be to another artist. Any artist would say to another artist, we want you to be 
happy with your work first and do it in your timeline and what it, you know works for you and we support that or i hope they would <laughs> that is to be seen um yeah have, have you ever i mean i guess another question that's kind of aligned to that question that i don't think i wrote down um but it's kind of the idea like have you ever felt like you've changed your work based on other people's suggestions um yeah from mentors um suggestions like i said like putting more space in between um uh, like the subject or the objects and uh and and think and like thinking of of the space differently um i'm not sure like a, a com like a comment from someone like on a on a post has necessarily like changed but um but like from friends and stuff who, who give me feedback uh people that i trust that like they will give me feedback that i definitely take to heart and i work with um and if I, I like to show, I always like to show my images to at least one person first and get a, what someone else, think, like someone I trust to, to give me an honest opinion, good or bad. You know, they'll tell me like this, this doesn't work for me. That doesn't necessarily mean I won't post it, but I like, I just like to get, give myself that time and then give someone else a reaction just to see. And sometimes they catch something that I did and they're like, oh, did you notice this? And I go, oh, you're right. And then I can do a little more editing. Um, but I don't think the, the feedback I get is, is so deep as to, to um, say you should do the, like, okay, one example, this is, I guess, a good example is a feedback I got is I had a, a shot, it was in the fog, and uh, I happened to catch a woman walking down the sidewalk, and so I snapped the picture, and the cars were coming towards me, and they said, this is a great shot, but why are the cars coming out of the fog? And I, and it honestly never crossed my mind. Like it, I didn't even think of that, that I, um, that, that you would want the, the, the perspective that you would want the cars going into the fog. Uh, I guess I understand, I understand where they're coming from and I appreciate their input, but it doesn't, I wouldn't go back and change it and then um, do that. But it's something I think about now it's it's in my consciousness now like i i consider it but it doesn't necessarily change what i what how i would do it but what was if like your audience said to you oh we want to see more images in the daytime like would you feel like some kind of pressure to shoot more images in the daytime um i i don't think so um i would probably say something like yeah uh, there, there might be some more daytime shots coming in the future and and like you said, it's phases because I don't know yeah. where where it will take me. Uh, uh, I might. I mean, I like fog, you know, foggy shots in the morning. I really don't like shooting in the middle of the day much at all, um, really at all. <laughs> so I don't think I would do that. But I don't know. I mean, I take people's uh, you know advice into consideration and and in a way of like looking at my work being making sure I'm not being too repetitive or something like that. If that's what they're picking up on. Um, I, I take all, I take all comments, uh, like I accept them and I appreciate them, but, and internalize them. But then ultimately I, you know, try to go up with what, with my gut, with what feels. Yeah. Like. 
Yeah, and then the day you're the one taking your time. Yeah, to create the work, and it's your life you're dedicating to the craft. So yeah, um, it's not to be taken lightly. Yeah, but I don't want to like you know, if someone takes the time to send me that, I mean, I even if I don't agree necessarily, like I appreciate that they took the time to uh, make a suggestion, and I'll answer them. But I don't. That doesn't necessarily mean I, I will start doing that. But yeah, um, you're not. Yeah, you're not compelled to do what other people tell you yeah. to do. It's a suggestion, and I think yeah. sometimes people don't understand that boundary. Um, yeah. Sometimes people, sometimes people feel like because I've told you, you have to do it. When actually, you know, the whole kind of parasocial <laughs> yeah. relationships is, is very, very interesting. But it's kind of yeah. like, you know, just because someone tells you to do something and you don't do it, doesn't mean that you know you should be seen, you know, any less of a person or any less of an artist because you didn't do A, B, and C. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, it's an interesting kind of consideration, the artist and the audience. And I'm always very interested yeah. at like, at what point does the artist and the audience merge? Um, mm -hmm. Or like, who, who has the ultimate control? Because as the artist, you're the one creating the work and you have the control in terms of the visuals. But essentially, the audience also has control of your finances and your future, you know? Yeah. And unless you want to be creating work for free forever, you have to make some kind of compromise at some point. So I'm always kind of yeah. interested in that middle ground. Like, where does that occur? And, 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 and like, again, to go to music, like we did that with, like, I was in a punk band and our stuff was pretty heavy and fast and hard. And we wanted to be bigger and more mainstream. But, so we found a way to, to make our sound a little more palatable for audiences, but still staying true to our, to ourselves and our sound. Yeah. So like, I, I, I can, I can see that, like how that can, you know, in, in art in general, how um, having a, you know, a mass appeal sometimes it, uh, change, like I, I think in music, you see that a lot artists get bigger yeah. and then yeah. they sound more commercial. Yes, absolutely. Or they sound completely different or they just, yeah. yeah or completely different. Fallout Boys, my favorite yeah. example, like, because I was in the punk scene and they were like just this great pop punk band. And I get that you evolve as a band, but I almost wouldn't even call myself that name anymore. But I get, I mean, to each their own. I mean, yeah, you you evolve, but that it's I. There's a lot of bands that have. I guess that comes with growth too. You know, if you've been in a band for twenty years, you might not have the same tastes and styles and yeah. stuff as you had when you started yeah of course not you you know you evolve as a person and i think it also depends on what you're chasing as well that's also the thing yeah. it depends on you i think everything in life is very much about intentionality you know mm -hmm. if you're chasing mainstream success if you're chasing popularity then you'll do what's popular you do what's going to be mainstream if you're chasing yeah. you know so like maybe like a deeper connection with your fan base then you'll do what you feel is going to be good for you to do regardless of the money it may make or the money it may not make there's yeah. you know, always an exchange and a compromise and a transaction in everything we do um yeah. so i think it's just something for everyone to bear in mind that's just at least yeah. where my mind goes so i think my my biggest compromise would would would, would come from uh like where i'd be willing to completely compromise is when someone is paying me to do a photo shoot or paying you know then yes of course like i'll do what you know this is like you want a portrait set, you know, for for yourself, and you're paying me to do it. Then yes, like we'll definitely 
try to get your, we'll do your vision of it. Um, but when it comes to just for uh, like art, my art for the sake of art, like I hope that I, you know, want to, will stay true to what, just what works for me and, you know, and not necessarily where the trend goes or what people expect. I would slightly disagree with the idea of somebody paying you money because they're paying you money. They're not paying somebody else money. So if someone was to pay you saying, oh, Jesse, I want you to do an image in this person's style, it's not something you would, I mean, at least for me, it's not something I would necessarily do because it's like, well, at the end of the day, they're hiring you for your style and for the imagery yeah. you create. So I think sometimes, yes, there's there's certain, definitely certain differences. And yeah, there are certain compromises you'd make, but there's also a lot of things that you would also kind of push back on because at the end of the day, it's your reputation and it's your yeah, name that's going that's against true. it. Whether it's being published or not, you know, that person's going to pass your details on to somebody else at some point, somewhere along the line. That image will be shown yeah. to somebody somewhere in some network. So I think it's always kind of, it's always good as a photographer at least or an artist to to make sure that your stamp is on everything you create, whether you yeah. it's going to be published or not, or whether it's going to be seen or not. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you want to be somebody people are going to hire. And I think if you give yourself too freely and be like, yeah, I can do whatever you want, you can you can be replaced very easily. But yeah, if you're that makes sense. the kind of artist where you have a solid vision and you say to somebody, yeah, that's cool, but we'll, we'll, you know, this is also what I think and this is also what I feel because they're paying you for your knowledge and they're paying you for your eye. They're not paying yeah. you for, because if they wanted you to do anything, they would pay anybody, but they're paying yeah. you for a certain reason. And I think it's always be- worth bearing in mind that, that you know, oh, yeah. yes, yes, there are compromises when money is involved, but there are also reasons for you to be like, well, okay, cool, I'm going to assert my authority in the way of like, I'm the expert here, so we're going to do it this way because that's how it's going to turn out. Um, yeah don't under-evaluate the talents you have just to for a paycheck i guess is what that I'm makes saying. sense that's totally makes sense but that's where i would definitely uh yeah. just have more flexibility though. yeah absolutely um like for like if a family wants a, a portrait at the beach or something like that i'm not going to say no let's go to a graveyard and and like make it look like a zombie film that like that's what i'm talking about <laughs> you know i mean to be fair that could actually tell up very very well so it could, it could. but uh but that's where i would have more like that's where i would have more flexibility anyway or i could see I, i'm not in that position that much yet so it hasn't come up but um it'll be interesting to see what where that goes but then the great thing about that is that when you're at the beach that you know you could be like okay cool is that is it possible if i you know arrange some shots that maybe you know i'll give to but you may not want but they'll be more for like kind of my personal portfolio there's ways around it you can kind of yeah add your own style and your own twist to, to the images to make them that's, more beneficial just for I've you also on, yeah yeah that's kind of why i've done a few portrait sessions and yeah. i've kind of done that where uh i kind of asked what they wanted to do and we did that and then i kind of said here's some ideas i want to do and then show yeah. them both yeah and, absolutely and, absolutely and that's, i think i, that's I like that because because you are collaborating with someone but i yeah. i totally hear you i get what you're saying at the end of the day, that, that's your work, your stamp, you know, you want. Yeah, you time you're putting into it. It's, it's, the thing is that, like, you're putting your time into things. And I think yeah, you're not going to get that time back. So you have to make it yeah. worthwhile. Um, totally. Says I, me. I mean, that's, a good, that's yeah. a good thing to take into consideration, for sure. And as you're talking about collaboration, 
Are there any artists you would like to collaborate with? Oh, uh, uh, well, Morgan Miller would be one. Um, I think uh, Elise, what's her, Elise um, Bazzoni, I want to say. I mean, let me, let me make sure I get this right. Yeah, that's fine. I think she, uh, she does Elise Vaconi. She does uh, like just this epic atmospheric uh, landscape uh, with, um, with fog and stuff. And it's just perfect to me. Um, I mean, she's in Europe somewhere, but um, I, she's a big influence of mine. Um, let's see. Um, trying to think I don't know I I would I would just like to spend a day with Morgan Miller and like pick his brain and see his process for me um, and another one that uh, maybe she gets brought up a lot is Audrey Marquise Um, she's really respected Um, I feel like her a lot of her work is done in Photoshop afterwards and, and I think it's incredible but I'd be interested in seeing her process of how she does what, like I would love, some of these people are people that I would just die to have a, a video from them showing their process. Like I would yeah. just love it. Um, but I would say Morgan Miller is like probably my biggest influence and whose work I appreciate the most and I don't get what he's doing. And I would love to be on a shoot with him and see how he does what he does. And then be in, and then sit there and edit with him and see how he edits. I would just love to get in his mind to see how it it does what it does. Yeah, that's cool. I think that's that's a good choice actually. I must say, I really like his work. I think his work is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about just Phil. So okay, let's start from the beginning. Um, so kind okay. of like for those people who may not know what it is, like what is Just Girl Magazine and uh, where did the idea come about? Um, well, Dustful Magazine is a site. It's just a community, uh, just of of artists, of creators um, that do mainly moody, atmospheric, cinematic work. Um, it came about when I first joined Instagram, and I I started seeing magazines and stuff, and I there were some that I liked, and then there was some where I I thought they got a little repetitive and I just thought, Oh man, if I had a magazine, this is what I do. And then, um, I just thought, well, why not just do it? And, uh, and so I just determined I was going to do it. And I kind of set a, like, by like, I'm going to do it by January, but I knew I wanted to give people a platform and I, you know, getting frustrated, not being in other magazines. We wanted to give people that maybe didn't have a huge following, uh, a, a spotlight, a chance to, for eyes to be seen on them. And that's still, I, I hope that's what people see and notice from our magazine is that we're not trying to put just the people that have the most followers and the most famous people yeah. up. We actually kind of avoid them a little bit yeah. because they, they already are established. So we yeah. try to find as many people that do great work who haven't had a lot of people uh, see their work yet and just put them up and which is something that i would want uh, you know i think anyone who wants who's coming up or who's doing work is just for someone to 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 give them a platform to, to show their work and get some eyes on it and then hopefully 
get some people to check out their work? I have found so many incredible photographers from Dustville. And I actually think, if I'm not mistaken, I think one of the first people that I found and connected with is JT Fox. But I probably found him through Dustville. Um, and he's one of those people that he has really opened a lot of doors for me in terms of people I know. Um, mm -hmm. but honestly, just I, I'm not going to lie. I think none of these interviews would happen if Jessica wasn't around. Like seriously, I'm being serious. They wouldn't mm -hmm. happen because That's awesome. a lot of people I see, I feel, like as I said to you earlier, just feel is generally probably my favorite Instagram account. Um, I have so much respect for the quality of work and the output and um, just the fact that everybody I talk to about Dustville knows who you are and has a lot of respect for what you do. Um, oh, that's awesome. So I think it's it's incredible. Like, it, uh, you know, I don't, I think you, I can't tell you how incredible it actually is. Um, and it's nice to see you being so approachable as well. That's also the thing. Yeah. You know, it's like when, like, you know, I know I've tagged you in a few posts recently. Um, and, you know, people always respond and it's nice. And it's kind of like, oh, that's nice. They actually care about the fact that people are tagging them in post and they're actually checking on, you know, what people are kind of tagging them into. I think that's... Mm -hmm. You don't always get that with with like big magazines or or kind of people yeah. like you know like witness and nowhere diary where you, you just know that there are thousands and thousands of people tagging them every day so it's kind of yeah it's nice to see that so i really appreciate that personally yeah that that was honestly that was what was important to us was uh to establish a community that was i mean that was the most important thing was yeah. a community of people that uh you know, that had a similar style and could talk with each other and really to inspire each other. And then just, and so it was important to us at the beginning to make sure we asked every artist their permission Yeah. because no one was tagging us at first, but the idea being that like, if someone, you know, if you have a lot of followers and then just some new random magazine posts, you might not even think about it. But if someone yeah. takes the time to say, hey, I really appreciate your work. Would you mind if I do that? Then then I think people appreciate that, that you acknowledge them, that you ask their permission. So we did that really until and, uh, until very recently. Uh, we made sure we asked every single that didn't tag us. Um, yeah. And Russian Dad still will only use, only use Dustville tag pictures. I will venture out if I find a new artist and, um, and I, I, I don't ask now. I think we've at least gotten to a, a, a love enough followers where I think people appreciate it. And I just kind of go with the thing where as long as it doesn't say, please don't share my work without asking, then I feel like, I feel like that's the understanding that then they're cool with you share it. As long as you, um, we haven't had any issues as long as you give them credit. See, my mind goes in two different directions on that because I feel like I can understand it because everybody I feature on the Flying Fruit Bowl, I ask everybody's permission and everybody knows yeah. it's going to be featured. Um, and I send, mm -hmm. you know, everybody their feature links and all that kind of stuff. Like I, I, And I try to keep up with everybody as well, which is quite dangerous. Um, yeah. But then I also understand you put stuff on the internet. Like it can go anywhere. You have no control of it once you put on the internet. Uh, mm -hmm. Once you hit the upload button, you might as well just say goodbye to it because yeah, they don't. Nobody has to ask. Nobody has to ask your permission. Um, yeah. It's kind of part of the secret code of the internet. Like, you know, and not just that. What you're doing is is a noble pursuit for people to have more eyes on their work. It's not like you're taking their images and selling them as prints. You know, 
it's, yeah. it's very clear that your intentions are good. And I think that's really what is going to help you in terms of like, if somebody stumbles across their work on Dustville, they're not going to be like, oh, well, how's this person doing? They're going to be like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks. Because they can see you've got a community. They can see people who appreciate what you do. They can see, mm-hmm. you know, you're, yeah, they can see your intentions are good. And I think that's very important. Your reputation is a good one. Yeah. That is important. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it really just probably just came down to a matter of time where yeah. it just became difficult to send a message to every person that wasn't, that, you know, hadn't tagged yeah. us um, for me personally. And, oh, yeah. and yeah. then I, I feel like if, uh, if someone is not happy and, and lets us know, you know, we're happy to take it down. Um, I, I, I honestly don't know what the standard is I see a lot of magazines that I know do not ask permission, like for a fact, um, don't or not aren't tagged. Um, and I, I think we do about, I would say about 80% of our stuff has been tagged. Yeah. Dustville. I, I don't know. I think it's, I personally have a very hard time figuring out how people can just take images off the internet and just reshare them without tagging the original person. Um, oh yeah. Just because it's like, firstly, it's not that hard. And secondly, if at some point you make money off it, you are literally just recycling content and, and, and granted, yeah, you can argue that's pretty much the whole of YouTube at this point mm-hmm. in time. But I don't know for me personally, it doesn't sit right with me. And also when you want to get to know the artists you're featuring, when you want to get and kind of make connections and kind of, I don't know, don't you want to go a little bit deeper if you're putting the time into it? But then again, maybe you don't have the time to put into it. It's just like, I don't know. I'd kind of be a bit curious about their intention, I guess. Yeah, that's understandable. I don't know. That's just me personally. And that's just because I I made it a very, very conscious decision to message everybody, which... Sometimes, sometimes I very much regret. I some very much regret that sometimes, um, but other times it's the best thing ever because now I've got a bunch of people I can contact and and have make connections with and make connections with other people, um, yeah. and they're genuine connections. And yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a weird one. I think also people don't really understand how how much time it actually takes to run anything like Dustville. Yeah, I imagine like because it's time. Could you talk a bit about that in terms of just like the running of it? Like, how do you kind of organize yourself and your time? And particularly when you're shooting your own work as well and just having general day-to-day life to deal with. Yeah, it's just, it's like I said, it's in bursts. Like I will, um, just like I go through my work and respond to, to, to things that I'll do the same thing with Dustville and as I'll just go on and uh, reply to comments, I'll check. Um, you know, people who message us and respond back. And um, I agree with you that it's all about what your intention and, and yeah. intention isn't always received the same way by everyone. But oh, yeah. our intention is, is, is in no way to exploit or um, take advantage of anyone's work. It's, it's, to, it's to share and, uh, you know, to uh, express how much we appreciate it. But if someone, you know, if anyone ever is to not be happy with it, then that's I that's totally understandable too, but we like I said we try to keep the vast majority of it is is all consent given. Yeah. But just sometimes there is just some work that personally that I just is it's usually someone who's a beginner 
that doesn't have much of a following and it's just maybe this is wrong to assume but if i were in that spot and i had only a few hundred followers and stuff and i, I would just be grateful but maybe that's making an assumption but and, and if i wasn't then i would say hey could you please remove that and then i and and i would hope that they'd be okay with that you know yeah maybe that's assuming too much but i think it just depends on the person but yeah but yeah yeah it definitely depends on the person um but yeah we it's just it's really just trying to just showcase artists i mean that's um and that and, and honestly i get just as inspired by all of the artists as well i mean it's just as much for myself looking at photos and posting them has helped my work incredibly um definitely because i get inspired and that's that's how i found artists it's just by people who have tagged us and then i wouldn't have found their work any other way yeah and so then like oh wow this, this person's amazing let's showcase them and let's follow them and follow their work and it's just been it's been a really great way and i met a lot of great people that way um yeah uh, it's just uh, i think this is a really cool community and we've tried to keep that community thing of communicating with each other giving feedback we still try to um give feedback from i try to give feedback from duskville and from my site too um just to just to show support for you know some of our favorite members of our community i'm kind of curious and i can always cut this question out if you don't want to answer it but sure. do you slash do you want to make money from duskville um i'm open to it i have to I have to feel really, really comfortable about how that, how that is. Like, I do, like one thing is I, I don't feel comfortable about like people paying us for a feature. Um, yeah. It would have to be something where everyone involved feels good about it. Um, like say like a magazine or something, or I just want, it's just important to me that everyone feels, feels like they're a part of it or feels comfortable in the process of it. But um, it's not necessary if it, I don't know, if it, I mean, I would like to do a magazine, that's for sure. Um, I don't think there's a lot of money to be made in that. I think it's more just to, again, just to show, I, I assume that the money would go back into creating another magazine. Like it would, yeah, of course. It would just go to be repaying itself. So I, I, I don't know. I, I've considered it, but it's not my, it's not my main concern really if something if something organically occurs that feels feels okay and we talk to our community and it feels okay with them or people volunteer their work or are willing to donate work or something like that then that would be something i would you know consider would you not consider having like a patron page or um you know maybe creating like a kickstarter to create like a, a photo book or a magazine or something oh yeah definitely that, I mean, I would be interested in that. I, I honestly, I don't know the specifics of how that works about, you know, getting artists to agree to, you know, to make sure to have their work be involved in it and what, what that entails. I just haven't, I don't know enough. I'm not up on how, how all the, that stuff works. I know Nico wants to do that kind of thing with us. That's more his department. And that's something I'm interested in, definitely. But it's just about, I don't know, it's just about feeling good about it and feeling like everyone involved feels comfortable with it. Is that, I don't know, does that make sense? 
and that makes a lot of sense trust me that makes probably more sense than you realize um okay because like the whole charging for features thing like yeah that i don't i don't find that comfortable at all i would never charge for a feature on the phone no, like, ever and th the whole reason is because that's not why i'm doing it you know yeah and uh, i've had plenty of angry emails um saying you know like oh well you're trying to steal my work even though obviously i'm asking for permission to use it but um it's it's kind of funny like the amount of people who who, who replies to me saying oh how much is it going to cost me and when i say it's free they don't believe me um <laughs> and i'm just and actually it's funny because quite a lot of people i have now good friends with didn't believe me at the start and i'm like well listen i always say to people because i have a paypal and i have a patron i'm like if you want to donate something you, you go ahead but there's honestly no pressure to and trust me, if yeah. you don't, I'm still going to run the site. I don't care. If I get paid to do this, <laughs> yeah. I don't care. If I get paid to do this, it's a bonus. But right now, I've got it all scheduled, whether I'm getting paid or not. So, you know, yeah. it's all good. Um, but I truly do think you deserve to be paid for what you do. Like, you deserve it. Um, yeah. I truly believe that. And I wanted to just say to you, if there is, if you do ever create anything like a Patreon or a donation, let me know and I will happily donate. Or if you're going to create a book of any sort. Yeah. Let me know, and um, I would happily donate to that because I think it's a, a genuinely worthwhile cost. Um, I, I would definitely want it to be a collaborative process, you know, doing that kind of thing. But yeah, yeah like I, I agree with you that like I, I, you do it for doing it, and then if if an opportunity arises, then it does, and that's great. Uh, but but I definitely see like from day one, I, a magazine I've wanted to do have a physical magazine. Yeah. Yeah, you should definitely do that. That'd be perfect. That'd be so good. Yeah. And actually, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about or ask you about, I guess, would be kind of like the development of Dustville in terms of like, you guys don't have a website. Yeah. And um, I'm just kind of curious, like, are you ever considering or is it is it like kind of in your plans at some point to kind of develop the page from just a page? Like, would you never do kind of like interviews and kind of photo books and workshops and photo walks and that kind of stuff? Or is that something that you're not we, thinking about? We've talked about that, um, about something, you know, about having a page and stuff. And um, it's something that we're interested in, you know, in pursuing and looking at. But again, it's managing your, my own, it's trying to find that balance between I'm trying to figure out a way to, to do this for myself and for a career and for a living and i'm and managing doing this thing which is right now just just for fun i guess for like yeah. a better term actually that's not what i thought to ask you, but now you're here how many your audience is it mainly american um i i think i think it's a good percentage uh american but I, you know something i don't really pay that much attention to honestly i try i i do consciously look for work from around the world yeah. Um, but but I don't pay attention as much to followers. Um, I know there's some people in in England and some people in like uh, in, like around Europe and like uh, India and places like that. But and some Mexico and um, stuff like that. But I, I don't know. It's not something I I really I just kind of just have the the face the the person more than yeah. the location in mind when I think about it. It could be actually really interesting to look at just in terms of like your stats and kind of like where people yeah. are coming from. Um, that could, could be quite interesting. That's what I just thought about randomly. Yeah, like, wait, because every single time I go into Dustville, I feel like everybody's American. Um, yeah. It has like a very American aesthetic, whether the people are from America or not. If, if to me, yeah. it feels that way. 
Um, so yeah, it's just something I'm just kind of curious about. I was I just thought about it now. I thought, wait, I haven't. I my, my guess is that it's it's a good percentage American. Uh, no, but... nothing wrong with that. I I love that personally, but I'm just kind of curious about that because I just kind of thought about it. So, what does it mean to be a successful artist, and how do you and how do you measure the success of your own work? Um, that's good. Um, I don't know. I guess, like I, I said before, for me, I guess um, I could look at success as that I'm continuing to grow and improve. That's a success. But I mean, for me, like I have um, goals of of being able to to make this a career. I think I would be successful if I could pay all my bills by doing this. That would be a a, a measurement of success. Um, or just, I mean, I think it's in a way I think I'm a, a bit su- successful in that I started something and I've seen it through and um, yeah. I've improved and um, didn't know, I didn't know how to use a camera at all. And, and I've figured some things out. And so that there's some success in that. Um, but, but again, I want to, I want to continue to evolve and grow, but I mean, ultimately I would like to be able to pay my bills by uh, using a camera. Yeah. I think that would, that would be my ultimate, I mean, success. And then I guess above that, would be the next level would be that I would be able to pay my bills only doing what my own creative work. I would consider that extremely successful. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that's a, that's, that's probably a very common and shared goal. Yeah. Um, and one that I don't actually feel is as unreachable as it may seem. I think it's really about the right kind of audience and the right kind of way you go about things which is kind of not actually easily found but i think it's kind yeah. of like it's possible it's very people are doing it now so it's very possible yeah you know it's not as unreachable as the people seem to think it is or as crazy as people seem to think it is but yeah so, yeah no i i i went on a date and i explained what i was doing and she was basically that's too competitive. I would just go back to teaching if I were you. <laughs> so I thought, I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> that well, I, you're right. I guess if if it's difficult, I should probably quit then. <laughs> um, I'm 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 just kind of joking, but like uh, no, but there's no, but there's I, some I, truth in that though. But there's a lot of truth yeah. in that though, and particularly the, if I mean, you're I, told I, by people, yeah, that yeah, yeah, there there you know, there's that kind of like um, you know thing of you have to be realistic and you know that's just it's just a hobby and like you're told to follow your dreams until a certain point and then you're told to stop following your dreams and 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 be and i and i did that i guess and so i guess now i'm making up for it by by um trying to to really follow my passion yeah yeah i think that's but that's great though it's great that you're you're in the kind of point in your life where you're like, oh, actually, this is what I want to dedicate my time to. This is what makes me happy yeah. uh, because not everybody yeah. finds that. So I actually I think that's really great. Mm-hmm. So in a, in a way, I guess in a way of that I'm single right now, and I don't have any children. I, I can be a little more selfish about that with my time where I, oh, yeah. I you know what I mean? That yeah. I probably uh, wouldn't, I, I couldn't take it to this extreme um, if that were the case, but since it isn't the case, then um, I'm making the most of it. Yes, I 100% agree with you, and I think that's 
one of the things we don't actually think about in terms of when we see people being really productive, we don't think about like, okay, so what responsibilities do you, what responsibilities do they have outside yeah. of just themselves? Because if so, if you have a family and you've got kids and you've got a full time job, you almost have no time to do anything else. Exactly, um, yeah. and it's kind of like, yeah, if you're looking at like you know, a seventeen year old who has literally no no job, but has all the time in the world because their parents are funding him to shoot guys and shoot mm-hmm. images. You know, of course you're going to feel somewhat kind of like, I'm not doing as much. That's because you don't have the same resources. And I think it's yeah. very important to remember that that, you know, as long as you're putting the time and effort into creating the work you want to create when you can create it that's what's yeah. going to matter more than the amount you create or like the way in which you create it. Yeah. Um, and that's, a, and that's for me, another way of, I guess, making um, the, taking the attitude of like, okay, now what? Like, like I was dating someone and uh, we broke up and I, I used that, like that was terrible and it was heartbreaking, but, uh, but my, I spent, I dove into photography and I improved a lot. So it was, you know, you find these things that, that without the suffering there, there wouldn't some of these opportunities or these chances to grow and to learn and to explore wouldn't, wouldn't happen. So sometimes you, uh, I don't, I, I, I feel like I've done my most growth during the hardest times in my life, as bad as they yeah. are at the time. When you look back on that, you're like, actually, that's, it served me that, that, that I went through that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Even though at the moment time, you might not know that and you might not really understand yeah. it. Like, exactly. you know, I'm not going to romanticize it, but sometimes the suffering is necessary for yeah. the bigger, for the final outcome. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. It makes you appreciate when you aren't suffering. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like when you're in pain uh, and, yeah. and, and it's a pain that lasts a while and then you just one day notice that it's gone and then you're just so appreciative to not be in pain anymore you know you it it, it, do, it does kind of like help you remind you to to be appreciative of what's going well and what's going right so um it's weird it's weird that it, it kind of a, a, a global pandemic and a breakup has has really influenced my work and and made it improve but uh but i guess that's it's it's interesting that that's how it turned out because at the time they both felt like end of the world tragedies to yeah. me but um but on on the other side it's 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 interesting it's just all perspective when you're in it you don't think that but now I'm I'm kind of grateful for that yeah yeah absolutely um so in your this might be a quite hard question if you don't answer actually um okay. in your opinion what makes a good piece of art and the second part of that question is what was the last image or piece of media that captivated you? And what was it about it that left an impression on you? Um, I, I mean, I think, like I said before, uh, some interest, like there is so many things in the world that are competing for our attention. So when, when a piece of artwork grabs your attention, I think that's really important. There's something, there's sometimes it's some ineffable quality about it that just grabs some visceral thing that that you want to look at it or it evokes some emotion in you i think that's important and it doesn't need to be necessarily positive it could be feelings of longing or or helplessness or something but but out of all the all the 
you know, all the work out there, all the things competing for you, this piece of work caught your attention, you know, something about it. So I, to me, that's something I always think about is, is why I, I, I try to like, why am I interested in this? And then the fact that I am interested in it is like, I guess that's the first thing I'm interested in this. And now why am I? And so that's what I think makes really good work. And then um, I think the ability to, to, to create emotion, um, to like evoke emotion out of you and feeling or feeling that you're there uh, or imagine that you're there or take you to another place. Like, I think that's really um, what can, good art can do. And so, so it grabs you in, grabs your attention from all these millions of things, but then you feel, you feel a certain way and it takes you to a certain place. I think I just, all those, all those sense, like all your senses are engaged and things you can't quite explain just like attraction, you know, like what, what makes you attracted to a certain person? There's some, you don't always know what it is. There's some quality that you can't quite explain, but you're just drawn to it. Um, and so I, I, I like to think of art like that, like just like anything that we're attracted to. Um, and I guess um, I'll, go, I'll go back again to Morgan Miller. He did this house um, that it was just this creepy house and it was snowing. And um, I just, I just thought it just conveyed this amazing, cold, freezing, almost like the end of the shining mood in me of just, I just felt, I could feel being there looking at it and feel like how creepy it would be to be there. And, and I instantly, wanted to know how he did it and that to me that's interesting that that something i find interesting is oh how did they do, how did he do that how did he create that um and so that 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 house and we posted it on dustville actually nico did um i i really liked it too but um nico ended up posting it and it's just that that is one of my favorite pieces of his and it's just i just felt it you know that's really incredible. Uh, yeah. I think especially when a photograph has the the ability to, as you said, evoke emotion, it kind of make you feel something and kind of capture attention and kind of make you yeah. just be like, oh, it makes you stop. I think anything that makes you stop yeah. is powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Chicken is society. Absolutely. Okay. Three more questions and then we shall okay. call it a day or a night in my case. So my next question for you is from the last person I interviewed, um, oh, yeah. a really, really great artist called Ellis King creates these beautiful, well, I say they're beautiful, but they're more kind of intriguing um, mm -hmm. portraits of women that are kind of slightly skewed and kind of slightly, you kind of look at them and think there's something a bit strange about them. Her work is really, really interesting. Her question for you was, when is your favorite time of day to create work and why? Um, my favorite time to, to create is definitely in the evening. Um, I feel like it, I've never been a morning person. And even as, as a teacher, like every morning waking up, it was like, Oh no. Um, I feel like it takes my brain all day to really get going for some reason. Yeah. It's always been that way. Um, and, and it just happens to work with, with like the golden hour and blue hour and night photography. So 
I do stuff in the morning, but it's not, it's not my favorite time to create, but I enjoy the morning. I like, I like the way it looks, but it's my least favorite time to create because I'm not all there. But, uh, but in the evening, like five o'clock, five or six o'clock is when I really, for some reason, everything comes together then. And it just, it works well because it, like, that's when I like to shoot too. Yeah. That's so cool. I think it's really yeah. cool that you have like a certain time and you know what kind of time. So it's like, you can kind of plan your day around. I'll call it at this time. I want to be here at this time. Um, yeah. to shoot this image. I think that's really cool. I think that's really cool. Um, yeah, I plan around sun. Like I look when the sunset is, yeah. and then plan my shot shooting kind of around that to time it. That's so cool. So, do you have a question for the next artist I interview? Yeah, uh, I want to know uh, for whatever their art form is. Is what was the best advice that they received that still stays with them to this day? That is, and maybe even like a mantra for them, and then. Is that the same, like, is that the same advice that they give to another person or is there another piece of advice that they give to people who are beginning and Ooh. ask them questions? I like that. That's pretty cool, actually. So what's the best piece of, I'm trying to actually type in English. Yeah. The piece of, piece of advice. So the penultimate question okay. is, what would your younger self think about your work? I think my younger self would be amazed that I'm even doing this. Uh, I, I probably, I would love to be inhabit that body and be able to look at it through those eyes because yeah. you're so close to your own work. I think I, I, I think I would be impressed that because I start a lot of projects and start a lot of endeavors and don't see all of them through. I see some of them through. I'm one of those kind of, like I'll pick up something, get adequate at it, and then move on. Um, I probably would be impressed with myself that I I stuck with it with the tenacity that I have. I probably that would be the thing I think I would be most impressed with from my younger self. Like, good job, man! You're you're sticking with it. You like you found something you loved, and you're you're doing it. That's awesome. That's such a good uh, reflection to have as well, though. Because yeah. it shows how much you've grown as a person as well, not just yeah. you know the fact you're doing something cool. It's like you've actually grown enough that you're you're so sure of what you're doing, and I think that's something that um, I actually really wish I had. Um, I really wish I had that kind of certainty. Um, yeah, that's really that's a, a really good quality to have. It's not something that I actually see in a lot of people. So yeah. I'm actually very, I don't know, I'm very kind of like excited for you. I'm very kind of happy for you that that, that you're that way. I think that's really amazing, yeah, actually. Like, I truly do. I think that's very amazing. It's, it's something that I don't see in a lot of people. I see a lot yeah. of uncertainty and a lot of, like, doubt and a lot of, like, oh, I'm not sure. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm not saying you're, like, you know, perfectly, oh, this is a no, for sure yeah. thing. But you definitely seem to have thought about it. And I think that's mm -hmm. the important part. Yeah. For sure. Right, yeah. So the last question, which is a double-barrow right. question, which is... Um, what are you currently working on? And where can people find more about you and your work? Um, uh, I am currently working on um, more uh, more shots that I've been, I shoot every day. So I'm uh, just in the process of editing several shots that I've taken. Um, more night shots, um, 
more moody atmospheric stuff and just um, still just playing with it. Um, and I'm working, I'm meeting tomorrow with, um, with my mentor and we're doing some, uh, some portrait stuff, um, some lighting stuff. So I'm, I'm really trying to learn, learn the, the ins and outs of, of portraits. So when I do start taking on more jobs, I really know what I'm doing. And I'm also in the process of setting up some prints. But like I said, I, I, I do a test run for myself to make sure I like them first. And um, I, I liked one that I did out of four before, and then I have four more coming. And so we'll see. Uh, I want to feel like I have four or five solid shots, and then I think I'll probably put up a print shop and uh, start doing those. Uh, I, I'm excited about that. I just really, really want to make sure I'm, I'm happy with it. And I feel like yeah. people get a, a good product if they decide to purchase it. That's absolutely awesome. Um, yeah. Jesse, thank you so much for this. Yeah, thank you, man. It's, it's a pleasure and honor. That concludes the second final part of my conversation with Jesse Tate. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions or comments about it, please send me an email at theflyingfruitbowl at gmail.com. We get in touch via social media sites such as Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The Flying Fruit Bowl audio interviews can now be found on a variety of sites such as Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like the show, please consider rating, reviewing, sharing, or subscribing on any of those platforms to help spread the word. Please don't forget to check out theflyingfruitbowl.co.uk for daily inspiration for written interviews. And if you're a creative, please get in touch for a chance to be featured and to read yourself. The Fine Fruit Bowl now also has a Patreon page if you're interested in supporting the platform further. Tears start from pound, and more information can be found over at patreon.com forward slash the Flying Fruit Bowl. If monthly donations are not your thing, we now also have a PayPal for one-time donation. I'll leave a link to our PayPal in the show notes.